Hello, beautiful hearts. Oh, my goodness. I missed you all last week. And from the messages, I feel like you miss me too. <laughs> Thank you for connecting. Um, last week was the shit show that it was. Um, that full moon in Aquarius was pretty exponential. You know, I'm. I just feel like this, just this Uranian energy. You know, Uranus, lightning and electricity and change and unpredictability and disruption and you know, there's so much destabilization around. You know, I've been talking to you know so many people inundated with messages a lot um, around this real sense of instability and, and destabilization, which doesn't necessarily have to be bad. It's just big, right? Like the energies are big and this Uranian sort of feel here is, I mean, it's hard to put into words. And ultimately there is this enormity to what's going on for some of us astrologers we've been talking and we're like we just haven't come across these times you know and there is an element of an astrologer's wet dream do not get me wrong there is so much going on it's hard to sort of keep up with it and I I, you know my husband often says like so when is everything not going to be like this and I'm like uh maybe like 2030, um, you know, like this whole decade is pretty incredible. Like it's an incredible decade with so many huge shifts and so many big, there's been, you know, massive Pluto and Aquarius, you know, Uranus is going to move into Gemini, uh, Neptune for the first time we will see in Aries in this decade, uh, Saturn shifting into Pisces this year, you know, next year is different. I've literally just, hallelujah, just finished writing my 2024 kit uh, today, literally today. Um, and yeah, now I'm going to do the edit and, you know, go over all of that next week and get my first print proof to go through. And let me tell you, it is an upgrade. It is amazing. It is such a different feel next year. And there's, you know, sort of a myriad of reasons for that, you know, not a whole bunch of planets shifting into new signs, you know, Jupiter will move every year. So that's normal. So Jupiter will move into Gemini. Um, you know, yes, Pluto will be moving back into Aquarius in January and, and then back into fucking Capricorn again for that last final hurrah. Um, before he transits back into Aquarius but we don't have Saturn moving and you know the nodes aren't shifting there's it's a very different feel but at the moment and because I've been writing about Uranus actually there's a very huge sort of um, <laughs> um, conjunction happening next year with Algol uh, I wrote a little piece on that in my energy survival kit and I'm actually going to be holding a container uh, around that because it's a very fascinating, uh, you know, energy. But again, there's this, again, I'm writing about Uranus. Uh, last week was a Uranian ruled full moon in Aquarius. Again, feeling that electricity, feeling wired, but tired. The amount of people I knew that were not sleeping is literally beyond normal. Like I'm not even shitting you. Like it was beyond normal. I was not even getting to sleep until 2 or 3 a.m. And three, four nights in a row of that, no, no, not a good time. I, you know, and, you know, and it's wild because even though I was, you know, having like four hours of broken sleep from 3 a.m., 
I was so productive. Again, this very Uranian wired energy, it's, it is, it's electric, it's eccentric, it's, you know, it's even tapping into this sort of uh, cosmos portal of new, you know, of new awareness, of new potential. And it can keep us awake, which is crazy, but obviously no sleep for a human is not good to function on. Um, but that was last week, you know, and um, I wasn't, I wasn't able to do a lot of things that I needed to do last week. I had a bit of a health thing come up and which de debilitated me for um, all of Friday, um, all of Thursday afternoon, Thursday night, Friday wasn't a good time. I was in the doctors for a couple of hours. You know, I'm okay. Thank you for all of your concern. But yeah, I just couldn't type and I couldn't do my horoscopes and I could not, I mean, I couldn't even speak, you know, um, last week. So there was no way I could do a podcast running on friggin', you know, the fumes of Uranus, right? Um, and that's so much of what this energy is, is August being highly Uranian, uh, the full moon in Aquarius ruled by Uranus. And now we have the prep, which I will prep you for today, the new moon in Leo, which is exactly square Uranus. Now, amongst all of that, we've got this Venus retrograde who is also squaring Uranus. And uh, Uranus is the destabilization. It is the just when you think you've sort of got a bit of a groove, everything changes. And, you know, one of the words I can sort of tune into for this entire year is clunky you know it's been clunky just when you start going and feeling good you know something happens to make you have to not only just pivot but surrender or internalize or self-reflect and I did a heap of stories on my Instagram yesterday which also created like a shit ton of views and a shit ton of messages um, you know off the back end of me sort of saying look it's quiet this is a, the tsunami of self-reflection that I'm having due to this Venus retrograde is really massive, you know, and yeah, I'm going everywhere as I usually do strap in, buckle up on the roller coaster. That is Uranus right now. I'm literally channeling Uranus. So the thing is, is there's a few things I want to talk about. Yes. I'm going to talk about and prep you for the Leo new moon, which happens to be next Wednesday. So I will jump on and do a podcast probably um, Wednesday or maybe Thursday or Friday. But either way, I will be jumping back on. Um, I, I, you know, this Venus retrograde is a big one. And because Uranus is involved for so much of it, I mean, remember, you, Venus got to 28 degrees of Leo. Uranus is this 21, 22 degrees and, you know, we'll move to 23 degrees of Taurus, right? So we're looking at Venus being in this full square aspect on Venus's first pass of the square, which is when she's when she was already moving forward. Now she's stationed direct. Uh, I mean, she's stationed retrograde and now she's moving back towards Uranus again, coming to this exact square, which I think is pretty much like today and tomorrow, to be honest. Um, and then she will make that third and final pass uh, when she gets all the way back to 12 degrees of Leo. And then she stations direct on September the 4th and she moves forward again. Venus is a big game player, um, not only this month, but of course, I want to bring your attention to the enormity of a Venus retrograde because she's rare. She only retrogrades every 18 months. Mars is the rarest retrograde. So again, for those Martian ruled charts, you know, you will be affected by 
those Mars retrogrades every two years the most. And then it de depends if you've got a Mars time lord for your perfected year. And, you know, again, if you've got like sun, moon rising, that is uh, heavy Mars ruled, you know, all those sorts of things. There's many layers, as you all know, as I talk about, many layers to um, unpacking astrology and the transits and the progressions and the perfections and all the different things. Venus retrograde, again, second rarest retrograde. So we, she brings us to our knees. She brings us to attention to what is going on. And this one for me has been the biggest tsunami of self-reflection of I'm calling it the ego melt like when the, the ego is being humbled hello shadow of Leo which a couple of weeks ago I did talk a bit about um, on my podcast if you want to head back to that one um, I did talk a lot about that sort of Leo shadow and the very you know the you know all the all the shadow side of this sort of Leo energy but the ego melting is this humility that we're we're having to face ourselves to look in the mirror of Venus and it's about self-reflection, not projection, not deflection. It is self-projection. I've been talking about even the evolution and talking about are we evolving or devolving? <laughs> you know, it feels like we are just being pulled into this heart chasm, heart vortex, ego melt. <sighs> I mean far out like this venus retrograde is next level especially for heavy venusian charts as i've always said um if you're in a venus perfected year um you know lilith is in venus um lilith is in leo conjunct venus and this is this is a big signature of this of this venus retrograde so yesterday on the 8th we had venus retrograde conjunct Lilith exactly 23 degrees of Leo on the 16th we are going to have the Leo new moon at 23 degrees of Leo so that in that exact same spot yeah the Venus Kazemi is also coming up on the 13th of August on Sunday which is the day that is ruled by the sun which is the which is Leo Leo is the ruler of the sun and Venus is going to be in the heart of the sun. Venus is going to be getting something special, something illuminated. This is a very sacred day. And this doesn't have to mean that you've got to go and do eight gazillion friggin', uh, you know, manifesting or eight gazillion. I mean, it's not about that. It's about embodiment. Astrology is the art of embodying. The astrology is the art of activating your own chart and living with the planets, living within their energies as above, so below. You know, that is really the, the most simple way to put it when we are harmonizing and aligning to the energies. Now, on Sunday, this could purely be a day where you are just in love with love or, you know, uh, your partner or children make you something or reveal something to you. This doesn't have to be this huge display of crazy, I did 400 rituals and lighted friggin' 600 moon fucking candles that were purple and that I yada, yada, yada. Is there sacredness to rituals and spells and altars? Hell yes. Hell yes. And if you're like me with a Libra rising, we've got Saturn in the sixth in Pisces and this is this sacred ceremony, which every single day is a ceremony, but this sacred ceremony of, uh, again, 
diffusing everything and, and creating altars and doing those things, those acts of spiritual service to the divine, to the universe, are highly received by the universe. Do not get me wrong. But it's when we take things out of context or, you know, hype something up like everyone does with 8-8. Oh, it's the best day to manifest. Is it? You know, is it? You know, and I'm not, you know, I've been sharing this for quite a few years now and I don't even really want to speak into it, so I won't. So the thing is, is that this Venus Kazemi is a real, it is a very special day because Venus in her retrograde, in her inferior conjunction begins her brand brand new 18, 19 month cycle. Yeah. So this is the very beginning of her brand new cycle. She is going to rise as the morning star. We're going to see her as a morning star soon. Yeah. And she has just come from the evening star and this is the cycle of Venus. And it's, it's an exquisite cycle. It's an exquisite dance. When Venus is retrograde and in her inferior conjunction and in the heart of the sun, she is the closest to earth okay so we are feeling her energies and and this venus retrograde like i said is heightened because lilith is here because destabilizing uranus is having a say and everything feels unpredictable everything feels like you don't know what's going to happen next and again let's just take a broad perspective look at we're in a collective seven year again there is an energy of destabilization in the seven because it's about spiritual evolution it's about spiritually upgrading it's about being discernment you know my quote for this are you in alignment or a lie and lots of bone rattling bone shaking upgrades are happening to us Pluto is square the nodes. You know, we, we keep talking about this as astrologers because it is such a strong, strong signature of this sort of karmic and dharmic uh, play. We're, we're, we're playing in the fields of karma. We're playing in the fields of what we actually have to let go of to be able to cut ourselves free from to take on new terrain. And that comes at a cost sometimes you know that comes with a price and you know the effect of this is happening collectively Pluto uh, squaring the nodes the newly fresh nodes at those late degrees of Aries and Libra those cardinal degrees of Aries and Libra and that's why I've been talking a lot like if you have your sun or moon especially I mean any planet yes is being affected but the sun and the moon are big time you know they're our luminaries they are uh, who we are and how we feel um if your sun or moon are between 29 and 27 degrees of cancer Aries Capricorn or Libra you know, the nodes are hitting or squaring it or, or Pluto's opposing it, hitting it or squaring it. Like it's, it's, it's a tense, tense alignment, the grand cardinal square. If you, for example, have the cancer of that, you are the missing link in that. And I think that, you know, for us, because I am a 27 degree cancer moon, you know, we become the missing link energetically for the nodals square down to Pluto, Pluto opposite that cancer point. So you've just got to think about it as a big square in the sky. But at the moment, the cancer part of that is missing. And if you have planets from 27 to 29 degrees of cancer, 
that is the missing link. And right there, you're going to pinpoint exactly how that's playing out for you. So for me, of course, it's very feeling because it's my moon, the moon in her domicile in Cancer. In my 10th house, I am taking a big step back. I just literally did a big post, not to say I'm stepping away or anything like that. I don't need to announce what I'm doing. I'm not I'm not a shadow Leo lion. I don't need to announce and tell everyone what I'm doing all the time. But I made a really deliberate, heartfelt post earlier this week to say things are quiet and there's a reason for that. This Venus retrograde and the tsunami of self-reflection, self-healing, ego melting, facing myself, what is dissolving away, looking at my shadows, this is a sacred time. And with Lilith there in Leo amplifying all of this, this Leo Venus retrograde, this, this Venus retrograde in Leo with Lilith is very different to eight years ago with Venus retrograde in Leo because Lilith was not there. This is bigger. And also eight years ago, Uranus were, you know, may not have been playing as big a role. He may have just been moving into um, to Taurus. I'm like just trying to visualize in my head like when, when about that was. But ultimately, you know, there's this rocky energy going on. The seven, you know, it is. It's, it's again, the, the questioning, the introspection. And now with Venus, who represents our values and our desires, that's why a Venus retrograde is so felt. Yes, we have Mercury retrograde every every year, but that's three, four times a year, darlings. You know, that's that just becomes normal, like the outer planets retrograding for four to five months a year. You know, it's it becomes just a part of the way that we live. Whereas a Venus and a Mars retrograde, they are the two that we must pay attention to. And this one with Lilith is next level. Like it's literally next level because since Lilith moved into Leo in January of 2023, I really, you know, that this Leo energy and archetype of purpose and ego and self and identity as, you know, Chiron's in Aries as well. So, you know, we've got a chart at the moment full of fire and earth and fire and earth makes charcoal, like it makes ash. And I really am feeling that we are walking through the fire, you know, and we are building our futures, hello, North Node in Aries, on the ashes of our past. There is so much, I mean, the only word I have is destabilize, fucking Asian. You know, can we put the fucking in there? Um, like, like some of the questions that we can be asking ourselves with this is like, what is dying? You know, what is burning away for you? Are you trying to hold on to that hot coal of, um, old ways, karma, the way you've always done things, your stories, your traumas, your triggers, all the things. Are you holding on to that? Or are you are you working with this energy, especially the Pluto square, to face that and to transform that through truth, through self-awareness, through self-reflection? Are you holding on to old relationships that, you know, maybe burnt out years ago? You know, and it's interesting, we've got all this fire and that is about transformation and transmutation. It's about rebirth, death and dying. And then Pluto making this square to the nodes. I mean, you know, he is our portal through this. You know, he becomes, we've got to go to the underworld and meet him, meet him. And then, of course, this Venus bloody retrograde with Lilith there. I mean, there is so much to this. 
honestly, it's it's wild. It is wild. And with the south node now in Libra, Venus ruled, you know, Venus rules Libra. The south node is looking to Venus at every turn. So Venus stays in Leo for such a long time, retrograde for a big chunk of it. And this is a fascinating dichotomy that we've got here is that the south node, well, it's not even a dichotomy. It's like a perfect alignment of synergy and energy around burning down those complacent, attached ways that you live your life. Again, it's all that very Libra south node stuff the disappointment the not standing up for yourself the you know all those things that you know we're all sharing for for ages and of course you know i've got my my bloody masterclass there if you're wanting to actually dive into this a little bit deeper in your own chart but it's because i feel like all i've done is talk about the nodes (laughs) because it's so powerful but it's you know it's extra potent because venus rules the south node of karma venus is ruling that and she is retrograde she's retrograde and let me give you the hot fucking tip so am I. I am retrograde. Tiani is retrograde. And the call here is the call to comfort, the call to softening, the call to coming home to the soul, the call to coming home to the earth. You know, this is an insular time. This is a time of stillness, silence, solitude, quiet. And that's why I posted something earlier this week, just to give voice to this Venus retrograde in a collective seven year with Lilith, square Uranus, with ruling the south node of karma, is asking us to go within, to stop distracting ourselves with meaningless conversations on the fucking internet or distractions however you're distracting yourself with the scrolling and we all do it but that's sort of where I had to make that decision last week to limit my phone phone time limit my scrolling time limit any social media and come back into the honoring of this Venus retrograde which is bringing us into our own chasm and cauldron anyway but this is the time of surrendering and allowing that to drop into the stillness to drop into the solitude to drop into the silence. What is your dieta that you are doing? Where is your sacred, you know, how is every day the sacred for you? Can you invite something in, whether that's, you know, something, it can be something very, very sweet and simple. And that's sort of what this feels like. It's a stripping away. You know, Pluto is stripping away the collective relationship archetypes, um, co-dependencies, especially with the Libra South Node. And, uh, you know, like I said, if you've got that cancer planet, which is the one you will, that's that's a big part of how you are experiencing this T-square. Because in the sky, it's a T-square, but it's your cancer planet between 27 and 29 degrees that is that missing leg. And that is the amplification. And, and, you know, and and like I said, if it's because it's the cancer planet, we have Pluto opposing that. So Pluto just annihilating that. (laughs) It's just, it's a time. And we're going to get, you know, a slight last hit next year when Pluto moves into Capricorn for a very small amount of time in his last retrograde in Capricorn. Forever, amen, forever, amen, forever, amen. 
Um, but then he moves into weird, wild fucking, you know, Aquarius and, you know, we've got aliens and AI and all the things going on. So, um, I think I ended my, in my astrology signatures of 2024 with, with the Pluto and Aquarius, because I mean, look, this is something we're going to talk about for 20 years because that's what happens next year is Pluto moves into Aquarius for 20 years. Um, and I just, I think I ended it with shit's just going to get weirder. (laughs) It's sort of like, that's it. I have no more to say on this topic. Shit is going to get weirder. But for now, you know, uh, you know, the, the question is, is with this Venus retrograde, it's always important. Where can you strip away what's not important? You are reassessing, reflecting, reworking your values, your sense of worth. Yes, there's money and relationships involved as well. And and I think relationships are going to be the tip of everyone's tongues for the next 18 months, especially because of this Leo, um, sorry, because of this Aries North Node, Libra South Node. That is the relationship axis 101, the end. You know, okay, bye. Like that, that, that is it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. So relationships become big, huge, fundamental keys for us. Hugely, hugely. And it's more prominent at the moment because Venus is retrograde. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. There's so much. So, so really what I, you know, the invitation is to strip back to simplicity Look at what's dying in your life with this chart of fire and earth, the charcoal, the ash, the burning, you know, the burning embers. What are you holding on to? You know, this is a this is around taking the heat out of everything, taking the pressure off. If this month you need to just be and tap back into your own inner resources, which is, is exactly what um, Venus is, is our own inner resources and not distracting or trying to fill up with things that are outside of yourself that's okay you know that that is that is the call here that is the call but also you know I just was talking to a girlfriend when I was walking this morning and just I was just like I don't have the time or energy to put into that I'm just just day by day that is where my time and energy is is the presence and I spoke about this a few weeks ago just being present just being in this moment and slipping into that solitude, slipping into that surrender, because it's in the silence where for some people they can't handle silence. They can't handle themselves. So to sit with themselves in silence would be a very difficult act. Hence the distractions, hence the noise, hence, you know, lots of movement or overproductivity. You know, this is the A-type person, the person that must continue to do things, push through never rest, always being productive, never switching off, never relaxing, never reassessing, you know, because there's this constant need to distract themselves from themselves. Because when you stay busy, you don't have to face yourself, right? And this Venus retrograde is, I mean, a Venus retrograde in general and a Mars retrograde actually does ask you to stop and face yourself. With Venus, it is around your relationships, your core values, your sense of self-worth, your desires. And Mars, when he retrogrades, it's more about, you know, those actions that you're taking, those impulse, you know, that impulsive nature, what you're initiating, maybe the projects, you know, your sex, your, your sexual appetite. Again, there's this reassessing that's going on. And, you know, even Venus, Venus is highly sexual. These are the two sex planets, my friends. 
Venus and Mars, sexy times. So look at what's slowing down for you organically and why do you need to keep pushing through? Why do you need to keep being productive? Because that is what society has told you to do. And for me, it's like take the heat out, take the pressure off. There's no need to push or force because the collective overwhelm, this cloak of overwhelm of the past few years, it feels like it's like a tsunami and catching up. Like it's really washing, you know, it's really like it's just here. You know, it's like the wall, the aftermath, you know, it's the continual um, aftershocks of the earthquake is what's going on. You know, and we've still got a couple of big years to go um, with some very big astrological shifts. So, uh, you know, Venus retrograde, massive, 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 massive. The Venus Kazemi on the 13th at 20 degrees of Leo is her new starting point. Pay attention. Where is 20 degrees Leo in your own chart? This is the this is the beginning of a brand new cycle. We've just come from the Capricorn cycle. Okay, so the last time Venus was retrograde was in Capricorn. So maybe this um, last 18, 19 months has been a lot around business for you and work and, um, you know, getting things done and achieving and, you know, getting things in order and, you know, methods and patience and persistence and tenacity. You know, this is the resilience and the arduous friggin', you know, um, energy of the goat just constantly moving up, moving up, doing the thing. Now for the next 19 months, we're in the Leo cycle. You know, this is this this new cycle begins in Leo. And with with Lilith here, like I said, she has really amplified this sense of our reclamation of our identity, dropping into the alchemy of our own hearts, stripping away old heart wounds, conditions and triggers stripping away ego, which has been massive for some people, you know, watching people's egos die is is massive, but watching your own ego die is something that can be done in private, you know, it doesn't have to be done, um, you know, on social media where you're, you know, again, aiming to get attention and likes and, you know, sharing sacred processes. Why, you know, and this is the desires of why the shadow and the ego needs that to be fulfilled. Why does the shadow of your identity need approval and acceptance? And this is all what we've sort of been in uh, with Lilith in Leo. But now, you know, the Venus retrograde in Leo and then the South Node in Libra, like again, it's just this why do you need constant approval? Why do you need everyone else's opinions? Why do you need to watch someone do something that's so sacred to you? a sacred dieta or a sacred practice, why are you filming that to put that online? Like it's a very peculiar thing, right? It's a very peculiar thing that is all of a sudden, has it become normal? Possibly, right? Often not for people who have been doing this stuff for decades. We do a lot of our work in private. We don't need that. But this is what Leo and the shadow and all of this energy is highlighting, Yeah. So can you sit with yourself with no acceptance and no approval from others and no one witnessing you? Can you witness yourself in your own essence? Can you strip away those layers, the facade, the masks, and just sit raw, naked, vulnerable, heart exposed, but to yourself? And I think that this is the deep 
quiet call that is happening with this Venus retrograde and Lilith there. Yeah. So I just want to end with talking a little bit about this new moon because it's a doozy. Again, exactly square Uranus. Like, come on, the new moon at 23 degrees of Leo, just three degrees away from the Venus, the new VSP, Venus star point, um, and exactly in the space that Venus retrograde and Lilith were, were on the 8th of the 8th. Okay, so there's some sort of woven magic into this. Now, the, the deacon of this is the deacon three, which is actually a double Mars deacon. The tower card rules this new, this new moon in Leo. It is the seven of wands. Uh, which is the no guts, no glory. And so the question for me here that came up was, you know, what are you fighting for and is it worth it? Because we can grit through some things and persist, but is it worth it? You know, it, what what is worth fighting for? You know, we're looking at the tower card here. Again, the destabilization. That's what's so wild about this month being so Uranian in a way that the first first lunation, full moon in Aquarius, the ruler was Uranus, who was square Venus, yeah? Then Venus retrograde. Then we have the new moon in Leo, who is in Leo, <laughs> you, know, you know, the fiery Leo, conjunct Venus retrograde, conjunct Lilith, exactly square Uranus. Again, so there's this unpredictability to this. There's this fire. Then we have the tower card that rules this deacon, the seven of wands. And all the sevens and fives are the most challenging, difficult of the minor arcana, right? And this, this element of unpredictability sort of, you know, wafts through me like the wind. Like that's just how I feel. I feel like there is this unpredictability to this month. We've got these two destabilizing, unpredictable moons, which can which can give us great revelations. You know, um, Uranus reveals things, which is one of the wonderful reasons I love Uranus so deeply. Is that he reveals things. He liberates us from our own shackles. Now, this Leo new moon on the sixteenth. At 23 degrees of Leo on a very, you know, like I said, like it's a very, you know, a, a, a signature degree here with everything that's going on, a signature sort of part of the sky is what new cycle is coming of this? What, what newness abounds? Venus has just moved through this point in her Kazemi. So something, you know, paying attention to what's revealed on the 13th, 14th, 15th and 16th, the moon is waning. Yes, things are dying off. Maybe you're feeling low in energy. Maybe you're feeling not so vibrant. Maybe you're feeling tired. It's a time of yin, the dark moon, yin, yeah? Release, banish, surrender, let go. And then within this marks this new beginning. And with the Kazemi just a few days before the new moon, I mean, there's something eloquent here. And again, we can't put our finger on it. And can you be okay with that? <laughs> you know, like there's this level of, can you let go of control? That's the invitation. Can you let go of trying to manifest things and want things exactly the way you want things or the way you think or desire things should be? Can you surrender to that? 
Now, fixed fire, not very good at surrendering to that. A fixed fire wants control, my friends. But there's something quite in the air about this. You know, Uranus gives that sort of dynamic, like, oh, zing, you know, it's a dynamic zing. This might energize a brand new creative cycle for you, a brand new cycle of trusting your heart, sharing your heart, getting creative, play, healing the inner child. And, you know, we have a third lunation this month, which is wild, you know, it's, it's so, so there's, you know, so a, so it it can be called a a blue moon, right? So a blue moon is two full moons in one month. But a blue moon is also from an astrological level, two full moons in the same sign, and they don't necessarily have to be in the same month. So for this blue moon, we do have two full moons in the same calendar month. Yes, it's a blue moon. No, it is not blue. It is just called a blue moon because it's once in a blue moon. They only happen, I think it's like every couple of years they happen. They It, it ends up like that on a chronological level you know on a Gregorian level where it's one full moon at the beginning of the month and one full moon at the end of the month in the same calendar month different signs now we can see two full moons in the same sign and that might go over from one month to the next and I'm actually pretty sure we have one of those next year actually um yeah, let me just give you the hot tip. There's a lot of fucking Capricorn moons next year. There is a lot of fucking Capricorn moons. Um, oh, my God, I cannot wait for you to see the 2024 kit. Oh, my God, it is so epically next level. Um, you know, if you are not on my mailing list, whether that's through the MailChimp and sign up on my website or even where you just go on and become a member of my website, because as I've shared over the last few months, like my website is like an app. So when you buy a masterclass, you log in, you sign in, you create an account, you create a password, then you purchase whatever you purchase and then you just go back in and log in and you can watch it for the rest of your life or until I decide it's not valid anymore and I, I, you know, I delete it from my website, which I haven't done yet. So the thing is, is that both my email list from anyone who is a member of my website and just my normal Monday musings, um, you know, uh, MailChimp list, you guys are going to get the special treat um, before I release it to the public. So you want to be on that list if you want the, the you know, you, you, you want in first. So, um, yeah, I'm just sort of looking at the cover at the moment. And now that I've finished writing it, like the whole thing is just amazing. I've got a new graphic designer working on it. Who's my beautiful sister-in-law who's actually, you know, trained, you know, she went to uni and done graphic design. So it's just, it's just next level. She's, there's this energy of cleanness and crispness and grace to this it's it's really remarkable like I am blown away and I haven't even completely looked at it from the front to the back I've only looked at bits and pieces of it um but yeah it's it's wild I'm so excited to get that out to you so pre-sale will be soon love so get onto those um email lists sign up sign in whatever you've got to do to um to have that first access for that 24 to 48 hours which will be soon but yeah, you know, this this create like I'm just, you know, flung off on a tangent as I do. Um, this creative energy like coming back, the rebirth of the creative fire. You know, this is the Leo New Moon's invitation, the rebirth of the creative fire in your heart, in your belly. And, you know, oh, well, I was talking about blue moons as well. And I was talking about all the Capricorn moons. Yes, I, I, I'm there. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm following myself here on my little 
mind map. Um, but yeah, so so yes, Capricorn moons next year, holy shit. But yes, this Leo new moon, um, you know, I want to prep you for that because it's next Wednesday. So dive into that energy and and if it, you know, and give yourself permission to not, you know, if you're just getting through the day, that's okay. If things are a struggle or you're feeling overwhelmed or tired or exhausted, you don't need to put another 15 things to do on your list. Oh, yeah, but I've got to do this and I've got to do this and I've got to force myself to do this and I have to do this and I have to do this. Do you? Do you really? I think that this Venus retrograde is turning the mirror on ourselves and within that it's sort of like a, you know, I feel like I'm turning in on myself. I have, like I shared earlier, I've shared on my Instagram, if you haven't checked out that post, that I'm not responding to private messages. I'm going to be on when I'm on and off when I'm off. And we need time to replenish and to rebuild. And this is even before bloody Virgo season. This is even before um, the equinox, which is coming up in September, where we move into the new season. You know, I feel like this last part of winter from now until uh, the equinox is really pulling us deep into that abyss, into that chasm, into that heart cauldron, yeah, of quiet. I feel like the rebirth after the equinox, I, I sort of, I feel that. I actually feel that sort of coming. But I feel like I won't really I don't know, not materialize, but really embody that unless I do this first. If I just keep putting pressure on myself to do this, to do that, to only do this and to only do that with all these rules is what I'm talking about. Uranus breaks the fucking rules. And that's where his presence at the moment is so unnerving maybe because we're so used to going but I must do this and then I do this and then I have this is my this is what I do and then I work out and then I eat this and then I do that and he's just throwing a spanner in the works to all just what's regular and all our routines and just when we are like yes I'm on this great routine I've got up I've gone for a walk I've eaten my omelet I've done that all of a sudden something happens and it's like how are you pivoting in those moments of things happening do you just force yourself no matter what and not listen to your body in its whatever it is, overwhelm, breakdown, breakthrough, friggin' exhaustion, whatever? Or are you actually honouring the process? You know, we are in Pearl Month, the liquid crystal of Pearl, which is about rhythms and cycles, the deep feminine essence. It even goes back to our childhood of play. You know, we're up when the sun's up and the sun goes down, we come home. You know, like there's this how's the rhythm of your own life? Are you trusting that cyclic process or again, are you trying to control it? And that's where I think Uranus is, it can be a great teacher for us because if you can let go of the rigidity and the rules, which, you know, it can be difficult for fixed energy. And we've got a lot of stuff in Taurus and a lot of stuff in Leo right now. You know, we've got that beautiful mutability of Saturn and Neptune in Pisces. Chiron and the North Node in Aries really sort of forging forward. Uranus and Jupiter both in Taurus. The moon's in Taurus at the moment as well, just for a little bit longer until she moves into Gemini. But it's just where can you throw the rules to the wind? And, and often it's our own self-imposed limitations that keep us in our own prisons. 
Uranus is around breaking free from that. So again, that's where this Venus retrograde is so important and imperative with Uranus as he's trying to break down these old ways of doing things, being, feeling, acting, manifesting, loving, spending, you know, valuing ourselves, devaluing ourselves, not having boundaries, having too hard of boundaries, all the things, you know, there can be extremes in that, um, in the fixed energies, you know, you've just got to look at the four fixed signs, you know, that they're, they're quite all or nothing signs, you know, in a different way than say Aries or something, you know, in a different way to the Aries and, and Sag fire, in a different way to the Cardinal Libra, who is, who is the balancer, who can be quite black and white. It's this or it's that. Hello, South Node in Libra. Yeah, so, so we're really being invited to break through the, our own rules that we place upon ourselves, to take the pressure off ourselves. This collective seven year has definitely been clunky and also enlightening, also spiritually evolving on, on a really deep level. And this Venus retrograde is asking us to take it down another layer. And yeah, I just wish you so much love for this Venus Kasimi day um, on the 13th, just paying attention to what abounds for you, your heart, um, this new cycle beginning of Venus, giving honor to her. Maybe you can find some time in that day to really just do a, you know, a great big bow down and be in reverence for this as Venus, you know, is completely disappearing into the heart of the sun. We will not see her at all. And this is quite an exquisite astronomical view that we that we don't have because she's literally in the in the the heart of the sun but I know that there's specific telescopes that you can see and she's like a crescent or something because she just like the moon has her own cycles a first quarter half all those things so it's quite phenomenal actually um so I really hope that you get the gift there. You get the gift within the heart. I just feel like I'm in the heart and the heart and the heart and the heart. Like that's just what I'm feeling like. I'm just, you know, deep in this surrender. Um, it's just, yeah, it, it's just such big times. Just really, really go gently, darlings. Like honestly, give yourself a break, <laughs> you know, do things that support your energy, do things that support your nervous system. And that, you know, yeah, that, that might be walking or, you know, taking some good supplements, watching some funny shit on television. You know, I've literally just started watching The Office. Yes, I'm very late to the party, but that's because I will watch Seinfeld fucking forever and a day. But me and my husband are loving it. We're only on to season two. So funny. I can only imagine it gets better. I feel like if I was to tell someone to go watch Seinfeld, I'd be like, oh, start at like season four or something, you know, because those first few seasons, you know, they're just starting to really get into their characters. But at the same time, you're like the evolution of the of the show is so cool and you sort of want to start at the beginning. So we've just started watching The Office, which is just great. You know, these little 20 minute episodes, we're laughing, taking the edge out, taking the heat out, taking the pressure off, you know, doing some things that do make you laugh and bring you joy. We are in Leo season. This is the invitation to play, to be light. Because there is this collective heaviness of overwhelm, of exhaustion, you know, of people being burnt out. And, you know, it's being felt. 
It's being felt in the ethers. It's being felt in our in our energy bodies. You know, this is a time to draw all of your energy bodies back into yourself. You know, the ones outside of you, your mental and auric and you know etheric templates, auric fields, bringing them all in the mental, the emotional bodies. Actually, draw. You know, I can feel the. I can just feel them coming back into my physical vessel. You know, get body work if you need to. I'm just about to get some more network Cairo done, which. You know, lo and behold, just fell in my lap. You know, I'd been thinking about it because I had it done years ago. I was having it done every week for a long time and it was just so incredible. Like I think probably, you know, maybe if you're like me and you've got lots of um, especially Taurian placements, um, especially with Uranus and Jupiter in Taurus as well, um, you know, we need the body work because, you know, we need to actually, again, get into our body, you know, and even, yeah, it's, yeah, there's just so many layers to that. I don't want to go on 8 million more more bloody tangents I want to wrap this up baby we're 48 minutes in so um yeah rest up love laugh you know live love laugh you know live love laugh take it easy relax reassess I'm sending you so much love in this cauldron of this heart essence riding this wave with you darling